This is Hemant Mehta for the Friendly Atheist Podcast. I recently had a chance to interview Kate Cohen, a Washington Post contributing columnist who has written so many beautiful essays about atheism for an audience that isn't necessarily seeking it out. Kate is about to publish a new book called We of Little Faith, Why I Stopped Pretending to Believe, and Maybe You Should Too. We spoke about why she's not an angry atheist, why atheists should celebrate holidays, why religious allies are valuable, and so much more. I hope you enjoy it, and you can support this show by going to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Kate, let me just, I'll throw you a softball here first, but like, why do we need this book? Why is this book so important to you? And why do you think people should uh, check it out? Uh, Thank you. Uh, We need this book because there are so many non-believers out there uh, in this country who are still hesitant to say that they don't believe. And they're hesitant for a number of reasons. They're hesitant because there is a a stigma against atheists, as I think we know, um, whereby people think that atheists are uh, at best um, sort of angry and um, uh, supercilious and at worst immoral um, and or a, or amoral, you know. <laughs> so um, I think a lot of people in this country don't believe in God and um, still are keeping it to themselves. And the reason that I, I want them not to keep it to themselves, if at all possible, well, there's two. The first reason is because um, just personally, it is an incredible feeling to get to be honest with the people around you. And um, it gives you a clear path to trying to think to figure out and face the big questions that we all face. Um, but if you can, you know, if you can um, uh, go ahead and dispense with um, the religious answers that maybe you grew up with, but you don't really agree with, then you can start to think about those things for yourself. So that's the number one, number one reason is that personal reason. And that's the reason that I kind of started with. And the second reason is a political reason, uh, because in our country right now, um, the religious right especially is gaining more and more power, and um, we're kind of letting it happen. And I feel like the more people uh, who acknowledge that they, they don't believe in God, that they think of God as a human invention, the more uh, we can... Um, we can push religion back into the private realm where it belongs and out of our laws. I want to bring up something you mentioned a second ago. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, one thing I noticed in the book is you're deliberately not angry. You are not mocking religion. <laughs> um, and look, I, I cannot tell if that's just your personality uh, because that's just not who you are mm-hmm. or if that's a deliberate choice in this book because it seems like it's written for people who are on the fence, maybe have some doubts, but you're not, unlike those quote-unquote new atheist books, you're not going out of your way to mock them. You're not mocking religion as a whole. You're not really trashing religion in any meaningful way. Um, instinctively, I feel like that's what I would go to. But like, I'm wondering if that was a choice you made, if there were parts where you're like, I think this will rub people the wrong way. I'm not going to do that. Let me rewrite this section or anything like that. Or if it's just, is it in your nature not to do that? Um, well, I guess there's a couple of answers. It is in my nature. I mean, and and um, and that sort of, um, f- well, friendly, conciliatory um, uh, approach is probably why it took me a long time even to say I was an atheist. You know, I there's a <laughs> the first section um, of the book talks about my um, early life when I was a Reformed Jew and I um, never really believed in a God um, that actually was listening to me, but I never said so. 
And, um, and, and partly that's because I, 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 I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. Uh, I didn't want to make people uh, angry. Um, and, uh, and I think a lot of people feel that way. And that's why a lot of people are reticent to say what they believe. But I thought it was important to, um, to show that you can be forthright. I think the book is very forthright. I don't sort of pull punches in terms of my viewpoint. Um, you can be forthright without being antagonistic. And, you know, honestly, I'm not, this book is not a, at all trying to get believers to stop believing. I, I, I wouldn't know how to do that. And I wouldn't want to do that. And there's even places in the book where I say, you know, I, I'm glad certain um, friends of mine who have suffered tragedies have this thing that they believe that makes them feel better about it. I, I'm, I wouldn't take that away from them. I'm really focused on the people who don't believe, but haven't mustered the courage to, to say that. Um, whether they are so-called nuns, whether they are, um, whether they are, whether they're Reformed Jews, whether they're Catholics. I mean, there's a lot of people out there even who would count as re religiously affiliated um, on a survey who's, who, who don't really think that there's a supernatural being in charge of the universe. Let, so, me, let me go yeah. back to that for a second. So one of the things I think you write this early in the book, you said one of the goals of your book was to have a reader stop for a second, think about what you believe and consider mm -hmm. telling the truth. And I'm right there with you when it comes yeah. to the uh, that question. Is there, I think, I forgot who said this. It's It's one of those people who wrote a book like 15 some years ago. Is there a nice way to encourage people to admit the truth? You said uh, it was hard for you to come to terms with your own atheism. It, what's the, what is the nice way to get people to acknowledge that the truth may be different than their religious traditions have taught them? You mean, what is the nice way? How do I do it nicely? <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, okay. yes. how do you okay. do it? And also, right. is there, is there a good way you have found to have that yeah. conversation with someone so that it doesn't feel like you're demeaning them or uh, so that they don't feel like you're looking down upon them? Right. I, well, so the book isn't out yet. Um, and I have already had um, wonderful conversations with people that I've been completely surprised to find share my sort of metaphysical view of the world. And I think one thing I would say to people who are um, hesitant to express how they really see things um, to someone they think or assume is a believer is that you just never know, you know, and they're, they're, because there are these um, disincentives to, um, to saying what we believe and because people have the stigma um, and because there's still in this country, this general sense that, you know, believing is the moral thing to do and believing is kind of what everybody does um, and that you really have to sort of be out on a limb to say that you're an atheist. Um, there's, <laughs> there are so many people who will um, respond to your expression of honesty with relief, with honesty themselves, or, you know, or with the statement that, yeah, that's something they really want to talk about. They'd like to talk about it. Um, so I, I think kind of getting over, for me at least, getting over the sense that I was automatically going to be um, offending someone or that I would automatically get a hostile response um, has been has been revelatory. And I, and I want people to know that if they are, are considering being more honest about how they feel, they're really, I, I think they're very likely to find a lot of people uh, who take comfort from that and will find community that way. So I guess that's, that's, that's the answer. No, that's great. I, 
With spring finally in view, you might be thinking about inviting over some friends for an outdoor meal. I know I'm looking forward to that. And that means you should be thinking about ButcherBox. You can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. The food is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. More than anything, it'll give you peace of mind knowing everyone who eats it will enjoy it. You get free shipping, too. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a whole year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free offer and get $20 off. You talk a lot in the book about raising your own kids and because mm-hmm. you didn't want to lie to them, like you were saying, you didn't raise them with the religion you grew up with. You didn't raise them with any other religion. Right. Has that created any problems for them? I wonder if because they're younger, because they've, they're probably surrounded by a lot more people who are non-religious, whatever label they mm-hmm. use. I wonder if it's easier for them or has their, uh, have they been able to navigate it in a way that is different from what you thought uh, it would be like? Is it easier for them than it was for me, you mean? Or is it? Yes, for yeah. one. And also, yeah. have they encountered any struggles? Because I, you said it was difficult for you to come out. I know mm-hmm. for I found it difficult at first to come out as well. Right. I didn't really do it to people uh, that I wasn't super close to until like after high school. I don't know that I would have that same struggle today, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the challenges would be either. Um, this is an interesting question. I should ask them. I um, I want to, you know, make it clear that my struggles with my struggle was mostly inside me and against, um, you know, my own need to, need for approval, need to be loved, need all that stuff. Um, I was in a incredibly um, fortunate situation of, um, you know, having very liberal parents. I live in the Northeast. I work at home. I, you know, I have liberal friends. Um, you know, there was conflict within um, the family with, um, my father-in-law in particular, but, uh, essentially I was taking very little risk. Um, I'm sure there are people who don't like me because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I really don't want to think about that. <laughs> no. Um, and I think my, you know, my kids share those, those privileges, you know, we're not in the middle of a, of a very, we're not in the Bible belt. We're not, um, we're not in the middle of a very sort of religious area. I don't think, um, I don't think they have ever felt at risk, um, in any way. And I, I guess I'm curious what kinds of conversations they have had with their friends. Um, but I feel that I did raise them with a sense of, you know, it's it's kind of not not worth it if you're not going to be honest. Um, and so they have they have a sense that they have that right, you know, and that not only that right, but that it's a pleasure. Um, so I don't think they have the hesitations that I do. They're also very polite, you know, <laughs> kids. So they are also not they're not necessarily going to bring something up in a situation where it's, it's, um, it's not, uh, you know, appropriate. They didn't go around telling their, you know, they didn't go around telling their, their kid, their friends that Santa, what didn't exist, you know, or (laughs) anything like that. They didn't go around. They didn't, they didn't, um, they weren't gleefully, you know, sort of, um, uh, blowing people's delusions or anything like that. They, 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 they recognize, I think I taught them both that they're, that God is a human invention and also that a lot of people use that invention that, you know, they have a clear view of, 
of the situation. So you wrote a lot about how the word atheist is still important to you. We should use that word. Mm. We should lean into that word. How important is that? Because every survey that I've seen in the past, however long, I mean, it's one thing for demographers, if that's the right word, to say nuns, N-O-N-E-S, unaffiliated, whatever. And I don't care. It's all lumping into the same group. But why is it important that people use the word atheist uh, more than just, I'm not religious, some Mm -hmm. nebulous term? Yeah, Uh, that's that's a great question. Um, I guess there's a there's a couple of reasons for me. And one is I don't think that nuns are necessarily all atheists. You know, I I, I think there that if if what we're talking about here and what I'm talking about is not believing that there's a supernatural being in charge of the universe, you know, not believing in a conscious deity, uh, someone who is listening to your prayers. Um and I think that there's lots of nuns who are just not affiliated with a particular religion, but they still have this idea that there's a higher power. And so, so partly I, I, I think people should clarify just so that we actually have a sense of who out there believes in God and a God who is, you know, has certain rules and, you know, who's, who believes that? Let's um, talk about the political aspect of that. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Obviously, the religious right is kind of a pretty strong voting block. The Republicans mm-hmm. kind of have them. Democrats, even though most people who are non-religious vote for Democrats at about the same level, roughly 80 percent, give or take, in the past couple of elections, even if more people came out as atheists, I'm wondering would that translate into political power in any way when it comes to church state separation, civil rights, things like that? How important is it that people share that label? Or have, I don't know, have we hit the peak of that already? Is there a way to corral all these people under mm-hmm. the same umbrella? Because, I mean, the joke is it's like herding cats. But I guess the question <laughs> is, if we all have this in common, um, Atheism has been a hard thing to unite people under. Right. It's a lot easier for us to say, well, look at what the religious right is doing, whatever right. their new it, label it, is. Right. Let's fight against that. And on right. that front, we can get a lot more allies, too. Yes. I don't really know what the question is. I'm just wondering. No, no, no. Can, I think this is great. Important? Yeah. I. Uh, uh, yes. And there is there is the 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 fight against. There's the fight against. Um, and so what are what are you know, what are atheists for? You know, what is the, what is the positive way of, of, um, of thinking about our belief system, which is really just, okay, this thing is made up. (laughs) In some ways, it doesn't seem like that important. But what I learned over the years, or what I realized over the years, was that if you start with the idea that there is no higher power, there is no God in charge, um, there is no afterlife uh, where um, injustices will be, you know, rectified. Logically, you're going to end up in a place where you know that to fix anything in 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 your community in your country to fix anything humans have to do it it without the higher power you've got to use human power and i think that is the positive stance of the atheist you know this acknowledgement that we're it that life is short and that anything that we're going to anything that we 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 think is wrong about the world around us or anything um uh, anyone who needs help or anything that needs to be done it's it's on us you know and and of course you can ignore that people ignore that um and also of course people of faith also take matters into their own hands they don't always just rely on god or on prayers but i uh, I think they're acting like atheists. <laughs> so <laughs> this, is, this is one thing. I mean, I have talked about this when I've given public talk, lectures yeah. and stuff, but 
it's it's a huge shift for me in how atheists have started talking about politics in the right. past decade or so, which is it went from very much let's get atheists elected to office, which I still think is a good idea by and large. For, uh, and it has shifted to, you know what, let's just work with allies who may yeah. be religious in order to stop Christian nationalism. Let's uh, yeah. push for church state separation against discrimination against people, regardless of their beliefs or non-beliefs. And you talked about the that I, you talked about that change as well in the book. Like, what do you see as the future of that partnership? Because there are some atheists mm. who think if I am an atheist. I'm good. Like, I don't want to work with religious allies. Shouldn't we? I mean, aren't they still wrong? Why are we working with them? What is the importance of putting aside mm -hmm. our theological differences and working right. with those other groups? Uh, you know, I was at a at a uh, event the other day um, and someone asked a question about um, why evangelicals uh, w voted for Trump, even though he's clearly not a believer and he's whatever. why I was the, my fellow panelist was an evangelical Christian. Wait, but he held out a Bible in front of that church. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. People. And I, and I, I think the question was for her, but I was like, can I take this one? <laughs> because I, I said, I would vote for someone who is religious, but who shares my values just because, you know, people, have um, this other concept of, um, you know, reality doesn't mean that they don't share my politics. And that to me, that that that's what's important. And there's absolutely, you know, times um, and Americans United for Separation of Church and State often does this where where the the, the fight uh, against um, these new laws um that are very religious in nature the fight the fight happens with a coalition of you know religious people i just a little leery and this is it goes back to your previous question um i'm leery of this idea that the only um people who have the moral authority to fight are you know clergy, you know only 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 rabbis. Only if you have reverend in front of your name or something, um, do you have that moral authority? Yeah. So I, I have mean, not seen political. I have not seen progressive groups or Democrats kind of embrace that. Like there's there are no humanist chaplains speaking at those rallies alongside right. reverends and stuff. And it's not that we don't have them, but it yeah. is interesting that what hasn't changed yet, and I'm surprised right. it hasn't is politicians who are democrats have not even tried really to reach out to non-religious voters possibly because they just don't know who to talk to but also they're not really making the argument that we don't care what you believe we are here to defend your right to believe it right. and if that if you are non-religious there's plenty worth fighting for I'm, I'm shocked that they don't go out and make that case more strongly because the other side simply can't. And well, also to your point about voting, it's like, yeah, I've voted for religious people in every sure. election for every position. <laughs> like I found a way to do it. It's been okay. Right. Um, I, I think that I, th this goes back to your previous question too. It's, they need to know, politicians need to know. People on our side need to know how many atheists there are out there. And that is just another reason why I'm really pushing people to um, self-identify because uh, the more people, you know, the more those numbers rise, and I think they will rise, not by my convincing anyone not to believe in God, but by my convincing people to acknowledge it and then by them convincing other people. Um, so I think that, that though, if those numbers rise, and if it's not some kind of vague, well, this you know, four percent people think they're say they're uh, atheist, and however many say they're agnostic, and then they're the unaffiliated, and then they're all the people who are affiliated that I think are out there in their pews, <laughs> thinking things like mm, it's a metaphor. You know, yeah, it's not really, it's not really literally true. It's a metaphor. 
if we can get those numbers to rise, I think politicians will start seeing that and maybe acknowledging themselves when they're not believers and maybe having just slightly less patience for any policy argument that starts with, you know, God, <laughs> God's will, God's law, you know. Yeah. Um, and I see plenty of that on the other yeah. side. And I'm surprised yeah. how many religious people seem not as bothered by that as I think they should be because right. if Republicans get what they want, plenty of those religious people are going to be left out in the cold. Right. And here is where, you know, the good religion, the good religious people, the people who are on our side politically, um, here's where they have a little culpability, I think, um, where, or maybe not even culpability, but, but, but maybe there, um, there is a certain permission that's granted, I think, um, by even good religious people who sort of tolerate the bad stuff more than they should, you know, yeah. um, or at least see a kinship, or at least, you know, and I and I I think that's a little I bit wish of more pastors would I wish more pastors yeah. would speak out against it, especially in those churches where you have a lot of those people. Right. It's like it's one thing for them to believe that stuff and speak out, but also, hey, it would mean a lot more coming from the pulpit. And that doesn't mean you're endorsing a candidate. It means you could speak in favor of your faith-based values and right. also challenge right. that. Um I'm totally changing the subject here, okay. but I'm gonna have one thing, yeah, absolutely. One mm -hmm. thing I I noticed about the book as I'm going yeah. through it, you cite so many other atheists who have have said things you really wanted to quote, and you you mm -hmm. mentioned them. What surprised me about that is most of them were not the new atheists. Like there were women you were citing, <laughs> there were people of color you were citing. I don't remember seeing that in those books that made headlines like 15 some years ago, I was wondering if that was like a deliberate choice or if just we've gotten better at providing or at having those people speak out and you're now giving them a platform through your mm -hmm. work. Um, I'm just wondering how you made sense of that or if it was just something you did without thinking about it. It did matter to me that I included... Uh, other voices. Um, those are the the big voices, absolutely. Um, and I think I mentioned some, but I. It did matter to me. You know, it really mattered to me. I loved um, the atheist Muslim. I don't know if you've read that. Have you? Um, it's uh, Ali Rizvi. It's yeah. a fantastic book. Um, and so. I, you know, and I loved Sasha Sagan's book, um, for small creatures such as we, yeah, I guess I, 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 I did want to, um, it well, sounds like it wasn't deliberate though. I mean, they're just books that I, you yeah. care about, mm, which, is, which is, I guess awesome. it was deliberate in the sense that, yeah, I know maybe I noticed it after I did it, but they were books that inspired me. Yeah. Um, I mean, a bit, a big fan of Daniel Dennett and he's in there quite a bunch and, um, yeah, Greg Epstein. I mean, there are names that you've heard of, but <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Though. I tried like, to do it broadly. I feel like when I've read other books by a lot of uh, atheist men, I just mm -hmm. didn't see that. Right. Uh, certainly not deliberately, but also unconsciously. Like those were not books that were on their radar, um, as opposed to in your case when they seemed very much on the radar because mm -hmm. of the way you cited them, because of how you brought them up. Um, there's oh, there's good. no question with that, but it, well, I, it you did know, not escape my attention. That's interesting. A lot of those books, too, are more in the genre of here, we're going to disprove religion or here, we're going to show all the terrible things that religion. You mean does. the new atheist? The old, the, yeah, yeah, those the old 15 school, year ago, the old yeah. school books, you know, so there's a so I so it's partly that. Uh, that's not the kind of book that I wanted to write. So, you know, it would make sense that I wasn't quoting them particularly. I want to shout that from the rooftop somewhere. Yeah. But no, that's such an important point that if you're talking about why you should lose faith in God, yeah, I can see why people exactly. might want to read those old school right. books. If you want to talk about how to live your life as an atheist or what the best way to navigate certain challenges are, right. there's no way I would recommend like Dawkins or something like that because he mm -hmm. doesn't address it. 
but some of the people you mentioned there, yes, Greg, absolutely. Sasha talks about it in her books, mm -hmm. but like trying to deal with how do you navigate through life? How do you deal with the challenges that we face day to day? How do you deal with kids? None of those guys right. brought that up back in the day, but right. so many awesome books have been written and they get a fraction of the press as those initial ones did. Right. And I wish more people knew about them. Absolutely. I, yeah, I should, I should make sure to, uh, I mean, I'm glad they're in my book, but I also should make sure to, to bring them up a lot when I do, um, you know, interviews or when I'm posting things, maybe I'll do a little, uh, TikTok. There are, there are some <laughs> awesome questions coming in, which I will get oh, to good. in just a second. Great. I do have one more, the, to go to that point. One of the things you talk a lot about is the importance of holidays and mm -hmm. you wrote about how the atheists, you know, tend to celebrate religious holidays and it's useful uh, because otherwise things become a blur. Yeah. Um, I know, I think back to COVID when we were kind of uh, shut in, locked in, couldn't go out anywhere. And I think one of the more frustrating things for me personally is not really having anything to look forward to because every day felt yeah. very much the same. How important how did you deal with holidays in your family how are you dealing with that why do you think they are so important uh, holidays mark time um and what that's absolutely um you know and they slow time down and they you know give you uh, your brain a way to organize how you remember your life and how you look forward i mean that's that's kind of how the chapter begins um is with that strange erasure that happened with the lockdowns. Um, and it was, and that was really, I mean, I, I, I always knew that holidays were important to me, but it helped me think about it more um, to feel that loss and that weird floaty thing where you're in, you know, somewhere in time, but you have no idea where, maybe you're not in time. Maybe time is gone altogether. So holidays are, are um, important for that. But I think they're also important um, for celebrating what is great about our lives. Um, and so the key to me was to find a holiday where I felt like I was celebrating something that I really did believe in. Um, and so <laughs> what sort of holidays have you all created in your family to mark yeah. those passages? Because there are no like religious rites of passage, so to speak. But there are other ways right. you have talked about celebrating things that happen in your family, traditions you can create and continue. Sure. And, and um, uh, Sasha Sagan has a great uh, uh, chapter about this, too. Um, I... Uh, we we had different things that that came and went. You know, we had uh, Adventure Saturdays, which is something that I did with the kids in the summer. My husband's a hay farmer, and so when the kids were little, it was you know it was really on me to get through the summer <laughs> uh, with small kids. And so um, we started to do this thing called Adventure Saturday, which which was that every Saturday we would go and do something that none of us had ever done before. Um, and, uh, oh, I like that. That's yeah, a fun idea. no, it was great. And it, and then what I, what I, what I loved about it in particular was that it gave, um, me also a permission not to necessarily be the most active, most, um, enriching mother on the Tuesday, you know, because I, <laughs> <laughs> because built in was this was this thing that I knew would be a, 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 an experience for the kids. So I think that's part of what holidays do, too, is sort of like, you know, um, you know, you have Yom Kippur, you know, you have you know, you have opportunities to sort of redeem yourself. And so and and sort of building that um, that uh, structure into our lives was great. But that went away when the, the kids started being less annoying. And right, right. That we had a, a schools out holiday every year where we would have um, French fries, um, <laughs> only French fries for dinner or French fries and nachos, just something nice. very unhealthy. Um, and um, I don't know. Uh, the Then there was the big one, which uh, which was International Pizza Day, which is oh. 
we started that, uh, I think my young, my oldest kid was maybe four or five and it's still going. He's nice. 23. So that's great. Yeah. And, International and again, Pizza once, Day. Once you have those things that you could celebrate, all of a sudden, all the reasons people might go to church during like Easter and Christmas, it's like they're not as important anymore because yeah. I have plenty of things that I look forward to with my family. It's true. I mean, there is one missing thing with international, even International Pizza Day, a great holiday what? though it is. And that is that it only, you know, it's it's not something that everybody in the community is celebrating. You know, you lack that sense of connection to other people, which I think the major holidays, even that you don't believe in, you know, even Christmas, uh, even, as, you know, growing up as a, as a Jewish kid or, or, or you know, e gave you this sense of like everybody, everybody's right. doing something Christmas related, even if it's just complaining about Christmas, you know, it's sort I, of like on everyone's radar. And that is a thing that I think that's the problem. And I think atheists um, or people who've left organized religion um, have that problem. You can make up stuff in your family and it is a wonderful thing to do. It's a creative thing to do. And it, it's a beautiful thing to do. And it, and it, it can be much more um, like um, intellectually and emotionally rewarding than just going through the motions of other holidays. But it, there is a loneliness to it um, or, uh, or, or maybe a sense of isolation, you know, you, you, from, from the world at large and, um, and maybe, you know, the more people who, uh, the more people who self-identify as atheists, um, maybe there'll be a way of building community through that. Yeah. Um, there is, I, I have found that the most joy I get from those type of communal activities. I mean, if it's, if it's sports, if that's your thing, right. like yeah. right now, the Chicago Cubs, they're doing well, maybe mm -hmm. we'll see. <laughs> but like when they are good, I feel right. like everyone in my circles gets excited about it at the same time. We're all talking about it. That's all well and good. Same thing of any concert you're at. You're surrounded by people right. who are into it. It's, I mean, it's, they call it a religious experience for a reason. Um, And even Great. as someone who is on social media way too much, like there's nothing more fun than when everyone is talking about the same stupid thing and everyone's cracking <laughs> jokes or mocking. You mean even on social it. media? especially on social media. Yeah, no, I totally I'm, agree. Now I'm on the same wavelength as total strangers. Right, right. And it's exciting and it's fun. And it's what I wish social media was mm -hmm. more often. But that's the thing. Like when you're part of a religion, you can have that like every week, basically. Right. And you are surrounded by people who are into this thing that mm -hmm. maybe not everyone is, but a lot of your people are. And you might lose that if you leave religion, but there are ways to make up for it. I hope people can find that in other ways. Ways to make up for it, or like you say, in terms of sports, ways to recognize that you do have it. Yeah. You do have it in other places. You're not leaving that away altogether right. by walking and, away know, from religion. Exactly. And maybe maybe you could um, take more steps to, to be a part of those communities yeah. or... Um, yeah. or whatever so, the hobby is, or whatever, whatever the hobby is. hobby is. Yes. Exactly. Um, let me jump to this question that okay, I'll good. throw down here. Kate, are people's beliefs valid, even if they are not true? At what point do you think atheist activism is necessary and, or should be taught in schools? Those seem like two different questions. Let me start with the first one. <laughs> so are people's beliefs valid, even if they're not true? I guess when it comes to forming allies with other groups, um, how do you reconcile those two worlds where you believe they are wrong, even if maybe you share a goal? Ah, uh, valid, if not true, I guess, I guess I understand where they come from. I understand the desire to believe the things that they believe. So in that sense, it's valid, but I don't think it's valid. Like, yeah, I guess if valid is equally true, you know, if valid is, um, is reality, then I don't, I don't think that it, it is, but sure. I guess I, I, again, I, 
I don't blame people for having those beliefs. I only blame people for, um, you know, trying to control other people uh, or trying to impose their belief system on other people. That's that's the only thing. That kind of um, hits on my feelings about a lot of interfaith yeah. cooperation as well, which is there are some things I can maybe change your mind about. Religion's probably not one of them, not right. really quickly anyway. So when it comes to a lot of the lawsuits that are going on or fights against Christian nationalism or what have you, it's like, you know what? No, I, I don't think their beliefs are valid, but also that is a low priority for me. Yes. The bigger priority is whatever our right. shared goals, shared values are. And mm -hmm. if we can work toward that end, fine, let's deal with the low hanging fruit at beer later. Right. Like, it's so I, I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't know that validity is the issue. And so the second part of the question, at what point do you think atheist activism is necessary? I'm not sure what you mean, uh, James, when it says taught in schools. But let me go to that first part. When do you think atheist activism is necessary? Let's say I call myself an atheist. Mm -hmm. um, at what point do I jump from I need to be advocating for this versus, okay, I'm good. I don't need to right. talk about it with anyone else. Right. Do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, I think it's it's your it's your comfort level. Uh, I I am asking in my book for the people who are like me, risking very little by um, by identifying as an atheist, um, but possibly don't come across as the stereotype of the atheist, you know. Um, to to take that leap um, and to share to share what they really feel um, if they're in a position to do so, if it's in an appropriate moment, if they feel themselves on the verge of pretending that they believe, whether that's by letting a comment slide or you know intentionally misleading, I'm asking people who can, who feel comfortable, uh, doing it to, uh, to tell the truth. That's, that's it, you know? And I think there, there are people who can do that. And I, and I think my, my book, um, I'm hoping my book gives people that courage. Uh, but I completely acknowledge, first of all, that it is riskier for some people to do than others, um, whether that's a professional risk or whether it's a, an actual physical risk that you're taking. And, um, and also that it took me a long time, me without any stakes, you know, kind of. So it, 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 I, I want people to, to do what's comfortable, but I want them to be inspired to, um, to come out and say what they really believe and to know that the rewards are very great. The rewards are very great. This is a uh, question that is along the same lines. I'm an atheist. I know I'm an atheist. I just don't mm -hmm. think it's a priority for everyone around me to know that I'm an atheist. Should I really go out and say, hey, I'm an atheist? I would just point out, like Kate said, you don't have to, but there may be a benefit to doing it if you feel safe, if you don't feel like you have big stakes in the game, like you're going to get a lot of backlash for doing it. There is a possibility by just casually mentioning that mm -hmm. uh, you might be surprised at how many people you meet who actually agree with you, but they were afraid to say it. Uh, so it's not that I need anyone to go out and start telling everyone they're an atheist, but if you're not afraid of saying it and you have good reason not to be afraid of saying it, I think there's a net benefit when more, I mean, this analogy has its flaws, but like when pe more people came out as being gay, mm -hmm. it helps other people realize, oh, I'm not the only one. Right. Same it's a normal thing. thing. It's, a, it's normal a normal thing. thing. Yeah. And it's not such a, if right. you're raised in a religious environment where atheism is a four letter word, then coming out and saying, oh yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. That goes a long way more, more so than I think a lot of people might imagine. I mean, I would say, you know, do, do your, do your parents know, do your kids know, do your, do your close friends know? I'm not saying you go to the grocery store and the cashier says, uh, <laughs> you know, how's your day? And you say, I'm an atheist. You know, I, I, I <laughs> now well, you're just idea, annoying. Yeah. Don't be annoying. You don't have to be annoying. The <laughs> idea is to, um, make people realize that 
you know, atheists are just normal people. So to the extent that going around saying, hey, I'm an atheist <laughs> in an inappropriate way makes you seem abnormal. I don't know. Maybe that's not helpful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but do your kids know? Do, 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 do your siblings know? Um, if you if a, if a, someone came to ask you on a survey, would you say atheist or would you uh, equivocate? That's you know, one that's of the, I've seen that fascinating thing come up in census uh, data in other countries where they do ask about your religious beliefs, mm -hmm. where there's been a push in several countries to just get people who are no longer religious to just say that, right. say they belong to no religion, say they are right. atheist, whatever, but stop giving the religious label more credibility than it needs because yes. your parents were that or because you showed up at right. church once a year like you're not a believer just <laughs> well um, i would love and in some it, cases it might lead to like tax less tax revenue to some of those right. places oh yeah uh, in countries where that actually happens yeah i would love to see uh i would love to see research uh and polling that that allows for the idea that you can be more than one thing or that you sure. can be, you can be um, culturally you know, something, cult but theologically absolutely. something else. Absolutely, and and so I think there are a few, um, or or there are there is a survey that is specifically, do you believe in God, and what what do you mean when you say yeah. God? Um, and then and through that you can discover, and that's one of the reasons I know, not just by sort of extrapolating from my own experience, how many people there are out there going to services. Uh, in houses of worship, but not actually believing in God. So there are a few, there but are, the, the yeah. main thing is, you know, are you an atheist? And, right. <laughs> and they're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> this is an know. interesting, here's okay. an interesting question. Uh, is there a daily way to do some sort of atheism activism that fits in a normal person's life? Huh, that is interesting. Um, atheism activism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe. Well, so my my nest just emptied. So I uh, congratulations, no have, you did thank it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, so I I have to think about that. I guess what I would say again is that um, atheist activism, to a certain extent, is just activism because again, it is acknowledging that. No one um, in heaven <laughs> is going to fix our problems. So um, I, I, I feel like atheist activists, and, and by the way, atheists um, vote in the highest numbers of any, um, quote, religious group, right? Uh, it, it plays out. Um, in politics, that atheists are more politically active, not nuns, atheists are more politically active um, than the religiously affiliated. So um, I think to a certain extent, now, if only there were more of us, then we could, I, I you know, and numbers. yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it is interesting that a lot of the people I, I started getting active in this movement, big quote word right there, but like, in college, after college, and yeah. things like that. And a lot of the people that were also sharing the same mindset at the time, mm -hmm. that was the thing we actually cared about. However you want to define it, it was atheism, activism. And a lot of those people who are still very political and very active, it's they have moved away from atheist activism, or they don't work for groups that necessarily advocate mm -hmm. atheism, but they have moved on to other politic uh political issues right. that they care strongly about and that is their form of atheism if it's reproductive rights they're working on that front if it's lgbtq rights they're working on that front and i would argue that is a form of atheism activism because you're pushing back against religious beliefs that harm those issues that are hurting right. people in those areas so if is there a daily way to do some sort of atheism activism i i echo what you're saying here it's not that you need to be an atheist, it's that if you have values that involve church-state separation, things that you are passionate about, educating others, uh, making sure religion's not coming into play when it comes to issues that you care about, mm -hmm. those are all forms of atheist activism, even if it's not pushing for a particular thing. I mean, there is a way Christian pastors will say this too. It's like, 
don't just come to church on Sundays and think that's what it means to be a Christian. Church is everywhere. Church is beyond these four walls, and you should be living this out every day. And it doesn't necessarily mean preaching it to everyone else. It means living out your values. And if that's what activism means, then you do you. You figure out what makes it what's exciting for you. But I do want to emphasize that, um, you know, you can be an atheist and be a bad person. Oh, you, oh, you can 100%. be, yeah, you can be an atheist and be, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, um, to me that the, the, the overriding atheist, I guess, value would be, first of all, this, again, this sense that humans are the ones who make the world and humans are the ones who can make it better. And that's that, um, but again, you can ignore that. So, you know, you can be, you can, you don't, you don't have to be um, a good person or even a smart person. You know, you can just think, nah, this, this, this whole system, that seems made up. That's fine. You're still an atheist. Um, and that, goes uh, and a that long way. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, obviously, I just want to add one more thing, which is, to read the friendly atheist every oh, day. Yeah. That's that's 100%. that's part of your uh, atheist activism. So. And while we are here, I need to remind people to go to Kate's website. You can pre-order her book down there. You can also sign up for her mailing list as well. Uh, last chance to ask questions. This is a question. Uh, I don't know if you have a ready-made answer for this. What's your favorite critical thinking quote or activity that you could share with family or friends? Critical thinking quote. I know so many to activity. choose from. Activity. Um, Oops. I feel like. Gonna bring that back. I feel I I feel like we as a family. Um, it's 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 really our bread and butter. I mean, it's really like and and. Every, every, you know, uh, television show we watch, every book we read, every, you know, we, 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 we think about how it's created. We think, we talk about, you know, how it could have been uh, different. We, you know, we're very sort of um, critical family on that, on that score. And I think that when we read, um anything in the news media, you know, it's, 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 it's with this eye of um, being skeptical of conventional wisdom, you know, and being um, um, adamant that arguments should be based in evidence. Um, One person uh, brings up the fact that we're talking about coming out as an atheist, talking about not not being afraid, if you can, to come mm-hmm. out as an atheist. I'm not going to put this up there for reasons in a second, but one person writes, I'm uneasy about privacy issues right. when responding to, I assume, those surveys about religiosity or atheism, especially considering how data is being collected um, on religious minorities and others by groups that Interesting. don't feel positively about them. Um yeah. Do you have you had any concerns about that, or has anyone brought that up to you at all? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a tricky yeah. question there. I mean, I don't think it would occur to me. Maybe um, I'm just a little slow to um, be suspicious of of things like surveys. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think it, that would occur. Anything that's theoretically anonymous, I guess I would um, perhaps naively assume was anonymous. Um, You know, people have asked me about if I feel like I'm in any danger because I mean, there's the, the book is coming out, but also I've, you know, I've probably written at least half a dozen very clear, very open um, columns for the post. Um. And I guess I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I'm in danger and, and uh, could be. I share your view, by the way, when it comes to anonymous surveys. Usually they yeah. don't care about, they're not looking for your name or information like that. They just need demographic data more than anything yeah. else. I mean, honestly, I would have to say that 
you know, in terms of my physical well-being, I feel more at risk as a woman and I feel more at risk as a, as a ethnic, as a Jew, you know, um, I think I, I, yeah, I don't feel, um, I don't feel, I feel a, a sort of a dismissal and, uh, maybe a certain amount of fear from people about, um, atheists, but I guess I don't feel the hatred this is uh, other groups might feel another question along the same lines here. Uh, do you think it's important to have a dedicated atheist community or should atheists focus on banding around other more practical topics? Like we were talking about yeah. reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights. What about apostate communities? I, you know, I used to not think it was important. I used to, um, I used to think, that, you know, all it is, is, is that we should be honest with ourselves and then we can go about our business. And there are far more um, pressing problems than whether or not, you know, an atheist is uh, legally allowed to serve on a jury in, you know, Maryland or, you know, or, or, or it, whether or not an atheist can join the Boy Scouts. Um, so I, you know, I did not take atheism as a cause, uh, on its own. And in a way, I still don't. But I do think that the more we find one another across the country and um, make it clear to the country as a whole that there are a lot of us um, and that we we share a perspective on, on, um, on the universe, but also on um, the importance of uh, this separation of church and state um, and, you know, the necessity of keeping religion out of our lives. You know, I think I, I, I'm feeling more than I ever have, like building that community is an important thing uh, in and of itself. Um, yeah. And, and, I'm hopeful also, and I feel like this about a lot of political movements. I'm hopeful that there'll be a point when it won't be, it won't be important at all. Right. You know, I, I'm hopeful like, um, uh, like the like, purpose of every nonprofit group is to put itself out of business. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm hopeful the way I'm hopeful that at some point we won't need women's studies departments, right. at some point we want, you know, um, we won't have to make the incredibly obvious but, and yet incredibly important point that Black Lives Matter. Like at some point, that'll just be a given. Right. And I to feel, go to this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I feel so. That's how I feel. Like in this moment, in this country. Yeah. We need to make this community. Uh, once we're Scandinavia, we're fine. <laughs> right. The to get to the question about apostate communities and all that stuff, like I I do find there to be a lot of value when you could find other people who mm -hmm. share your sp very specific concerns. So if that means you're an ex-Muslim and you want to gather, there's value to that. If you're an atheist, it may seem in a lot of places that there are more pressing issues, like you mentioned. Right. On the other hand, if you live in the Bible Belt or a really red community you may find a lot of value in finding a group that is right. just for atheists. Um, but at the same time, even in more liberal areas, there are there is value, maybe not in finding an atheist group necessarily, but finding a group that shares your values on civil rights, women's rights, things like that. So I, I do find them important. I can speak for me personally here. I don't necessarily need an atheist community like I may have needed to in the past, Mm -hmm. But there are other issues I care about that are more pressing and I would absolutely support and join. And uh, same same is true for anyone. I I care very little about what groups you join. I just wish people cared about stuff. And I find that right. apathy bothers me a lot more right. than a lot of these other right. things. And I, and I really do think that's why the, the, the data that I found about why that the fact that atheists uh, are so politically active but that the the general group nuns is not right is really right. significant you know uh these are people who who know themselves who will declare themselves and who have a definite view on 
um, on the universe. And that, that, that urges them toward political action. Yeah. Um, Let me ask one final question here. Um, mm. When did you realize that you didn't believe? What was the gap between realizing <laughs> that and sharing that openly? And was there a further gap between sharing it to activism? Yeah. Um, so I was raised a reformed Jew and I, um, <coughs> excuse me, I, um, I was raised a reformed Jew. I uh, went to synagogue. I was bat mitzvah. My sisters were bat mitzvah. <coughs> I'm sorry. Mm. It's okay. I'll jump in while you uh, take that one <laughs> okay. there. It's all good. Cough it up. I'm muting you. Um, but yeah, like that is, I think, an important question when it comes to, you know, believing to having the courage to actually share that with people to go to, nope, this is who I am. This is core to my being and who I am and all that, that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm very curious what your uh, change was. I'm trying to think back to my own and it was probably like 14 or something. I realized it to 18 before I started sharing it pretty openly to a couple of years after that, before I started doing anything. Uh, feel free to jump in here. Okay. Sorry. Uh, thank you very much. So um, I was raised a Reformed Jew um, in a very loving family, and we um, we celebrated um, Shabbat almost every Friday night, and I was bat mitzvah. My sisters were bat mitzvah. Um, I don't remember ever, ever believing that the Old Testament God to whom I offered songs of praise and prayer, you know, at every, at every sort of religious opportunity, I never believed as far as I can remember that that was an actual being. I guess I always thought of him as a character, um, a, a, an invention. And that's part, uh, partly maybe because I grew up in a very literary family. My father, um, is an English professor, a Shakespeare professor. We read a ton, um, and he just seemed like an incredible character. Um, however, I never um, said to myself even, this means I'm an atheist. Um, and there were many times that I detail um, uh, many things I'm embarrassed about now where I sort of consciously uh, misled other people, made them think that I believe more than I did, or certainly hesitated to tell the truth about myself. And when that changed for me was when I had children, because I, I had this sort of horrible, wonderful realization that, um, I was responsible for everything they knew about the world, my husband and I, obviously, but I mean, uh, that, that, you know, when they're little, you're, you're just the portal for all knowledge from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And that was the moment where I said, well, I, I can't pass along these things that I don't really believe. I can't um, teach them to my kids. I'm going to have to teach them what I, I truly believe. Now from there to I'm comfortable telling people outside my home took a little longer because as I said, I, I really like, I really like the idea that people like me and I really like to have pleasant conversations. And, and when you're a young parent, um, you know, you crave, you know, new friends and, and um, other parents, and you're, you're really trying to build that community. And so the idea of saying I was an atheist, um, which, as far as I knew, was something that was going to really turn people off or, um, you know, make them make them either not like me or think that I couldn't possibly like them. I, I just I was nervous to do that. Um, eventually, I, you know, your kids get older, they get smarter, they, they realize <laughs> that you're not necessarily um, behaving the way that you um you should. And so, you know, again, they can, they kind of continued to push me, not necessarily by saying anything, but just because I wanted to model good behavior for them. And I wanted to change the world a little bit for them and make it a place where you could say what you believe and with no, no stigma or repercussions. So that was the journey like and it's in the book and it's, um, you know, you, there's, 
Yeah. Tell us where to find the book. Tell us about the uh, title. And tell All right. Us it's called it. We of Little Faith, Why I Stopped Pretending to Believe, and Maybe You Should Too. And it's um, available, you know, everywhere, all the normal book places, uh, beginning October 3rd. I think some of them are out now. You can go to my website and I have the links to Amazon and bookshop.org. You can call your local um, bookstore and order it. And you can also ask your library to order it. I really am really into that because I love no. libraries. I wrote it in Use a library. Still around. Yeah, let's. <laughs> uh, it's they are the most amazing places. So call your library or fill out that online form and get them to order it. And then not just you can read it, but other people can read it too. Yeah, it's not just a good book. Um, I mm -hmm. I come across a lot of these books just doing what I do. This one's actually good, and it's actually one <laughs> I would suggest you can give to like religious friends and they're not going to be mad at you about it. Uh, it makes an excellent gift. So Kate, so thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you to all the commenters for your questions and we'll see you next time.